everyone welcome back to the second episode of send nudes not a food podcast i'm kristen and i'm ashley and if you guys are new here make sure you check out our first episode where we talked about being science majors how to deal with life post-grad during a pandemic uh, moving to a new city and like making friends yeah i mean we honestly just complain the whole time about our lives and we try to give some advice to people with similar such situations. Yeah, I think we gave some really good advice for like college freshmen and like how to like get research jobs and how that the same situation carries over to post-grad life. Okay, so we mentioned the first episode that me and Ashley met when we both joined a sorority in college. It was a social sorority and we just kind of want to talk about our experiences being in one, um, what made us want to join, um, the aspect of us being Asian or just women of color in a predominantly white sorority. Uh, we also want to give advice to girls who want to rush. So, Ashley, do you want to start off by saying why you rush? Yeah, sure. So my situation is a little, I mean, I don't think it's unique. I think a lot of people go through the same thing. So we both rushed as sophomores, but I definitely rushed because I hated freshman year. I didn't really have a lot of friends like I didn't really branch out and it's ironic because I would never in a million years think that I would join a sorority and when I first moved in so at least at our school I don't know about any other schools but like upperclassmen they can help um, like freshmen or just people moving into the dorms um, move all their stuff into their rooms and so these two girls were helping well they really they weren't really helping I don't really know what they were doing but all I remember was that the two girls came into my room, looked at me, and then looked at my roommate and gave her a flyer and was like, oh, like, we should go to the Greek Expo. Like, would love for you to go through recruitment, find your family. They looked at me and then just left. And I was so appalled. Wow. And I, my parents were like, you're That's never crazy. rushing. Like, they're so mean to you, blah, blah, blah. And my roommate, she was in a really awkward spot. She was like, oh, do you want to see the flyer? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, no big <laughs> deal. And then I went to the Greek Expo, like, just kind of, like, walking through. And, like, no one really stopped me besides the Asian sororities, which is a very interesting thing, which we'll get about. We'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, Kristen, why did you want us to join? Um, so... Like, I think my experience is, like, kind of different. I, like, had, like, a good group of friends freshman year, and we always, like, hung out and, like, went out to parties. But I think I wanted to, like, branch out because I just had, like, my same, like, five group five friends, and I think that I saw all these girls in their sorority and, like, hanging out with so many different girls, and, like, they knew so many people. So I felt like, oh, like, I can want to do that. Like, it looks fun, plus... I heard that, like, it's super good for, like, connections with, like, school. Like, you can sit with, like, all these girls in your classes and, they can, like, you guys help each other with, like, schoolwork and, like, studying. So I thought that that was, like, a good um, opportunity to have. I also, with Ashley's story about, like, freshman year moving in, like, I had a, not a similar experience, but I had, like, a girl when I was moving in, me and my roommate, like, come into the room and was, and just handed us a flyer to come join. And I just thought, like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like, because I never thought that I would ever join a sorority like I just thought that that was like oh like a thing in the movies and like they just like party and I didn't think that I was that type of person especially coming like not doing anything in high school not partying not really doing anything crazy so um that was my kind of experience with that and I think when Ashley um mentioned about going to the Greek expo and no one's stopping her but like and the only ones who stopped her were the Asian sorority I had a similar experience I wasn't Going, I didn't, freshman year, I didn't go to the Greek Expo. I already knew I wasn't going to go rush. But I did walk by a uh, Asian sorority, and they, like, immediately stopped me. And they are like, oh, are you interested in rushing? Like, you should definitely rush. And, like, gave me They're really these flyers. Aggressive. They're very aggressive, especially when I see an Asian girl. They just, like, oh, they attack them. You. I also think it's because, like, there's, you know, like, our school is predominantly white. So I think, like, every, you know, chance they saw an Asian girl, like, oh, gotta gotta go recruit her. And especially it's a very small, like, their their sorority in general is very small, so they always want to expand. I think that made me feel, like, obviously you, you felt good, like, oh, they want me, but then you're like, oh, is that only because I'm Asian? Because obviously they're an Asian sorority. I mean, you don't have to be Asian 
to be a part of the Asian. It's a cultural one. So you don't necessarily have to be Asian. Um, They do uh, explain that in the beginning. However, like, you can just see, like, most of the members are Asian. Yeah, I think most of them are. Usually, I think, I I know, like, the Asian frats, like, a couple of them are, like, not Asian at all, like, a couple white guys. But for the most part... Yeah, like, there's the few. Yeah. Why didn't you go that way? Why didn't I join an Asian sorority? Yeah. I mean, I don't... I never... Well, I... So, freshman year, I, like, wasn't going to join anything. I think when sophomore came, sophomore year came, I, like, knew I wanted to be in a sorority, but I thought that, like, joining an Asian sorority... Well, I didn't really know much about the Asian sorority, but I was like, oh, like, if I'm going to join a sorority, I might as well join the social one. Like, you can go to parties and, you know, you meet more people because the sorority's bigger. So I think that's what I was thinking. Plus, like, I don't know. I just, with the Asian sorority, I'm not trying to, like, it's not like I don't hang with Asian people. Like, like Ashley says, like, we naturally, <laughs> we, we naturally gravitate towards Asian girls. Like, it's just natural. So, like, I feel like it's not hard to find, obviously, it's not hard to find Asian friends. So I didn't want to, you know, go that route. I just didn't really think much of joining an Asian sorority, I guess, in the end. I mean, I kind of, kind of the same mentality in that, like, it was very natural for us to, like, find other Asians. Like, the reason why I didn't go the Asian sororities or the cultural sororities was because freshman year, I was given, like, a mentor, an Asian mentor through the, um, Asian American Culture Center so I was kind of already involved with that kind of group of people and ironically Chris and I both went to the Chinese Student Association meetings like freshman year but we (laughs) didn't know each other obviously back then so like I was yeah I was already kind of involved and like a lot of the same people were in the the uh, cultural sorority so I didn't yeah I didn't want to just hang out with them I'm not saying you can't it's just I felt very limited and ironically, all of my lab partners, I think maybe like 80% of my lab partners have all been Asians. Like, <laughs> I think yeah, it's not some, like I, most of them are Asian. It's just like you naturally, you know, you go into lab the first day, you have to sit down, you have to find a lab partner, like a lab desk. And you just like naturally sit next to an Asian You first person. look it's just for <laughs> a friend that you know, and then you look for like an empty seat. And then you look for just like, I mean, I don't know if you care if it's a guy or a girl, but I tend to go to female lab partners. And yeah. Then like, it kind of like a person of color. Like, that's just kind of how my brain works. I'm not saying I have a preference, but like, that's just kind of subconsciously what I do. Yeah. So that's why I didn't go the cultural route, just because I was already kind of involved. And my Asian mentor was in that sorority. And she just didn't seem very welcoming. But I think it was just because she was already my mentor. She was supposed to seem very professional and just like help me transition to college. So I think she didn't want to see, she didn't want me to see her in like a drunk way or like a social way, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we should probably talk about the recruitment process and also like touch upon going through recruitment as a sophomore versus a freshman. So I don't know if you want to start talking about that. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, there's good and bad things about rushing as a sophomore versus a freshman. Like, freshman year is just a lot. Like, the transition to college is a lot, um, which can be a good thing in the sense of, like, oh, it's hitting you all at once. And you're really, like, naive. Like, you don't know anything. But as a sophomore, you already kind of know the hierarchy of, like, the social ladder um you're yeah, it's hear, kind of like a not a good thing no yeah like you of. hear the good and the bad parts of it like you already have a bias going to recruitment yeah but as a freshman you're very clear like you don't know anything about anything but so I, was, I think that's a good thing about it actually you don't you think because with this whole everything going on would you want to know if that sorority has a reputation of being like of like a reputation of hazing, a represent uh, they've had a history of like discriminating. Like, would you want to know that? I mean, yeah, I guess I would. I guess in that sense, but I think That's, if you take that was you know, a new thing for me to think of this year. Yeah, I think when I guess when we because I feel like I didn't know much about sororities, so I didn't really know about hazing, or I didn't know that like how inclusive or not inclusive a sorority was so i just feel like when you don't i really think about that like, until you're in it 
However, yeah. like, as a sophomore, I did know the high. I knew who the top tier like organizations yeah. were, and I feel like that kind of gives you a bias. Yeah. Like I feel like it could. It's like a bad thing in a way because when you're a sophomore, you like no, you know, like the top three sororities, and you know, like oh, those sororities are like lame, or like they're you know they don't hang out with many frats. So I think it could you're you're biased because you can be like oh, I only want this sorority. Yeah, if I don't get my, this sorority. I'm dropping. They tell you to go in like open minded, but like yeah, you but can't it's be hard if you've already lived when on you know campus. everything. Yeah, and a lot of people have friends in sorority, so like going through recruitment as a sophomore, like oh, they had all they, you can have all these friends in one sorority, and you can be like, I really want that sorority, and if they don't want you back for some reason, and you can just be heartbroken and just quit, you know, recruitment when you have like you know a bunch of sororities that want you, but it's because you really want this one sorority because your friends are in it or because you know um that they're like high up there you know that like oh i see them around campus and they're super pretty so i want to be with them it's kind of very you know not open-minded you're not really looking for other sorties and you're not like keeping an open mind so that's kind of a bad thing but also like recruitment at least formal recruitment um it can vary about how long it could be like it'd be like three days it could be a week whatever like every school is different but also you have to keep in mind that you're not going to fall in love with the sorority talking to one girl for 20 minutes on the first day. Like personally, I didn't, the organization that we are a part of, that we were a part of, I didn't really care for them the first two days. Like yeah. they were just like on my list. Like I did not like them, but I didn't like love them. And I think it wasn't until maybe like the third or fourth day that I'm like, oh, okay. Like me, maybe this is the place for me. Yeah. I think we should kind of uh, backtrack and, talk about formal recruitment in general like what it is oh, um so, sorry we didn't explain guys <laughs> i guess i'll um talk about it so in many schools um some schools do in the fall some schools do in the spring but many schools have formal recruitment and the formal recruitment is when um you have at least like four to a week it depends on which school you go to usually the big schools in the south take a week to do it because they have more sororities and girls go to um, they move in a week early before classes to go through recruitment. So you ha- every day is different for us. Uh, we went to UConn. So the first day we was, um, it was called, what was it called? Scholarship day. And you see all of the sororities. Um, so you go to all talk sororities. You have, yeah, it's about academics, the topic, but you talk about, usually it's, um, you know, like, what, like, what year are you? Like, what major? And you have about like 20 or so minutes at each uh, sorority and then you you have a group and you go through um it's it takes a long time like it's like a lot of hours and you're um talking to trying these girls to dress up you're you, yeah, you there's pretty. like there's not really a dress code but you obviously want to look your best so the first you day going um, to a tea party yeah so the first day you talk to all the sororities and then after um the first day you write down you rank your um sororities into what you I don't, I think the way you rank it, at least for UConn, is you rank, like, they're all, like, one. Or your top, like, say, like, six or, like, one. And yeah. then you drop one sorority. I think you put one on chopping block or something. I have no clue. But I know the thing, like, girls don't realize is that the sorority is also ranking you. Just because there's so many girls going through recruitment, like, they obviously one sorority can't get everybody so in order to cut down the numbers like the girls going through recruitment pick their top girls and then the sororities themselves will pick their top girls and it's just a whole matching process and so every as the week goes on as the days go on you just go to fewer fewer um, houses or organizations yeah the next couple days like the next morning you come in after the first day you um, meet with a group and you see which house, like which houses or which stories you get to go back to. And it's usually, this is the day where like a lot of girls are sad and heartbroken. They're heartbroken and they're, you know, they're not, they weren't expecting to get dropped, but like all these sorties are like their favorite ones. So it's a hard day for a lot of girls. Because, but don't take it personal. Yeah, of course. Like it's kind of cliche because everyone says it's like, trust the process and <laughs> oh my god i wanted to beat someone every time someone said go on full faith like trust the process yeah like i think obviously i feel like girls should just keep going 
even if like their favorite sorority dropped them i think like it's yeah cliche to say trust the process but like at least keep going to see if you like you like the girls who talk to because if you if you go through it and like you are so disinterested like it just makes the process for the sisters talking to you and yourself like miserable if you don't want to have a conversation and you're just like you know like slumped over like i don't want to talk to this girl and then the girl's like trying to talk to you you're shooting yourself yeah like you're foot. really limiting yourself and you don't know um what is there like what's going to happen at the end of the week you don't know if you're gonna love the sword it gives you a bid or not so i feel like girls who like get so disheartened after like the first couple days of getting dropped or not is really important to you know keep your head up and keep going and just don't be rude to other organizations because we've had people like as we are sisters in the sorority and we've had um girls come in saying like oh i don't know why i was invited back and i'm like cool well i'm supposed to talk to you for the next 10 minutes like that just makes it so awkward and also like people talk you're not supposed to but people talk talk about what like within the sorority or within like panhellenic in general like people are gonna know if you were that rude person i think we should also talk about how we felt going through recruitment so exhausted the whole week it's so exhausting hungry you talk to so many people um you have back-to-back rounds sometimes also everyone gets sick after recruitment whether you are going through the process or you are the sister like it's just so um like you're meeting so many people everyone's screaming talking you have to like literally scream because it's so loud when you're talking to you're like a sister because there's also like a bunch of other sisters next to you talking to um potential new members so it's and you don't have that long to talk therefore the conversation is so important so let's talk about bid day or like the last day when we found out uh, about what sort of we got (laughs) people cry whether tears of joy or sadness i think more people are happy about so when you get your bid, like you're with your group of, you know, 10 or so girls, at least with our school, we're a small school, 10 or so girls. And then you're, um, what's it called? I know some schools call it Rogamma. I think I'll just, yeah. yeah once one like girl disaffiliates from, one sister disaffiliates with their sorority to become this Rogamma to like be like um, a leader and to like help these um, potential new members, uh, like the girls who rush to find here to mentor you and help you throughout the week and the process um because also i don't think girls realize is that um as sisters we are not allowed to talk to any potential member because it could be looking or seeming that we are influencing you to go our um organization so the week before like because i know our school we had recruitment after the first day of school but i know some schools like down south they start before school even starts but uh regardless throughout the whole recruitment thing like even if your roommate is a sister that's already affiliated like they're not really supposed to talk to you about recruitment because we don't want to influence your decision like it's a very personal thing so if you have a question you're supposed to talk to your recruitment leader or rogama whatever they call it yeah so yeah, your real grandma is there to help you. So on the on bid day, she like hands out these little like letters and envelopes, and it has your sorted that you got put into. And uh, I also want to say that at least at our school, for the most part, everyone gets a bid. But I know as the years went on at our school, not everyone got a bid. And I know for a lot of other schools, like especially the big schools like you're not not everyone gets a bid some days like there's you'll go. just too many girls that rush and just not enough like like space i guess you could say for the organization yeah i think at least with our at least going on because i know like when we rushed or at least the, the year before when i heard sisters talk about it like everyone got a bid but then like the year we rushed like a lot of girls didn't like some girls didn't get a bid and even if they're like you know great people also girls also should not shoot themselves in the foot again if you only have one sorority left in at the end 
you should write that story down. Like, why wouldn't you? Even if you didn't like it, like, I mean, in a sense, it's the question of would you rather be in a sorority that you didn't say you didn't like or not be a part of Greek life at all? And so I think you should just put that organization down because you may grow to love it. Like, you never know. Because there are some girls that just didn't put, like, anything at all. Like, they were just like, oh, I'm going to get a bit of regardless. Like, no, it's a mutual thing. So on the last day, when you put who you want, you put, like, one and you put two. Because usually you only can see two people, two houses, two sororities at the end of it. So you put, you know, your number one. If you don't get that number one, you get number two. But you have to put another number two down. A lot of girls who, like, only want this one sorority will only put number one. And they don't put a number two. So if that sorority doesn't want you back, then you don't get any sorority because you didn't put a second one down. So I think that happens a lot to some girls who are who like don't. They're just so confident in themselves, yeah. which it, a confidence isn't a bad thing, but you definitely want to cover all your bases just in case. And yeah. I know it was Arbin night. There was a girl, she was crying. I didn't know this until afterwards. Um, you, you remember seeing her. There was a girl crying at our oh, night because she wanted. Oh, in our sorority, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw her crying, and I was like, I feel you, girl. No, <laughs> just kidding. Because also, like, she was put in a very tough spot because the friends that she knew that were already affiliated were telling her, yeah, we love you, we love you, like, we're going to take you. So that was wrong on their part, like, as a sister. You shouldn't talk to um potential new members regardless you don't want to give them hope because then at midnight she was so upset when she got the organization that she didn't want yeah so how are you feeling when you found out that you got your sorority i mean like i said (laughs) i already know where i just where i am on the social hierarchy so i wasn't not very surprised um yeah i got my number one pick it wasn't I wasn't surprised at all, but there was that other part of me like, oh, like you're not in that like high one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think well, because f- because I had two left. Like I liked my last two, but I so I originally picked um, a, a different sorority, and I really I really thought I was gonna get that sorority because I was like, why why wouldn't I? Kind of feeling, and then yeah. so when I when I opened my bid card, I was just like. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't upset about the sorority. I wasn't upset, but I was just like, why didn't I get my other one? Because yeah. I put the other one as uh, my number one. So I was like, initially like, oh, I don't know how to feel because like, I wasn't so upset about. they didn't want you. It, not necessarily because there's like um an algorithm. Yeah. So like you, they could have, they could have. They could have wanted you, but you off. didn't. Yeah. There was like more, it's kind of complicated. We don't, we, we're not going to go into it, but. Um, they say they only had like 40 spots and, and you were like number 41 yeah like that's just, out of like um, 100 girls so because also um the panhellenic organization which is the council above like each individual sorority or the house or the um department of greek life fraternity life whatever sorority life whatever you want to call it at your school they do try to give each organization like the around the same number so everyone has like like the same um class size in a sense and also like if you have newer organizations like they're kind of gonna get more girls just because they're new they're trying to build up their numbers also i want to say how i with the whole algorithm thing um it could also be like if a different sorority like really wanted you and you're very high on their list um that you even though you put the other sorority down you could still get your, your number two i heard of that because this algorithm is kind of like all over the place and no one really knows um about how it works but i've had i've had heard of you know that could be the case but yeah i was just like oh like i was happy but also i was like oh i don't know why i didn't get the other one so i kind of was a little like not i was like distant on midnight like it I like everyone was like having fun and like dancing and like you're meeting all these new sisters but I was like oh yeah like I'm having fun I'm try- I was trying so hard to like force myself to, like oh yeah I'm having fun I'm having fun like I I'm I'm happy happy to be here but I think because I was just like so like oh my god like I just don't understand why they didn't want me or like what happened so 
that was like my take of it obviously like i grew to like like being in my sorority um i think midnight was just like overwhelming in general because you're meeting so many people like you you know some people didn't get the sorority they wanted some people you know did get what they wanted um so i think and you're with so many new people so you're not with like i didn't have any friends i knew in the sorority so it was kind of did you have any of your friends go through recruitment with you I had one friend and she, we were both sophomores. So the day, the next, the second day of recruitment, when we found out like what sorties dropped us and who we're meeting next, she had, she was set on like one sorority that she really wanted to be in. Like she told me, she was telling all her friends like, oh, I really want this one sorority. Like telling them like, oh, I can picture myself, blah, blah. So did you I, go into it wanting a particular sorority? No, because I, didn't really even know which one I would be in. I know a bunch of people like picture themselves like, oh, I'm, I want really, I really want this one, but I never really pictured myself in any of them. So I definitely was like, oh, you know, I don't really know. I'll see. But yeah, she dropped. She ended up dropping the the second day because I, she was really upset about getting dropped by the one sorority that she really wanted to be in. So yeah, I didn't really have anyone else besides her. I didn't tell anyone that I was going through recruitment. Um, yeah, the only person I told was my roommate, obviously, because she would, like, I'd be coming home late. I didn't tell anyone because a lot of my friends just weren't into Greek life. They thought it was, like, I don't know, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, you're a sorority girl, like, why do you want to join that? So I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my parents. I think I told my brother, but that was it. And so I went through the recruitment process by myself, and my bid day (laughs) was very interesting because... Um, when you get your envelope, um, and you go to the sorority, there's usually an older sister holding like a prop with your name on it. And they're there to greet you and to just like have a good time with you for the rest of the night. And I didn't have anyone because the girl that had my name, she got stuck at like the union or something like she missed the bus. So I didn't have anyone to greet me. And I literally wanted to cry. I was like, wow, maybe this was a fluke. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be part of the sorority. Um, But her friends, like I kind of just went up to a random sister and was like, oh no, like I didn't see my name. And they're like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Like that girl, like she's just like, she's just caught up somewhere. And then like, it was fine. Like I hung out with some older sisters that I met during recruitment, but I know, like, in that initial moment, I was really upset. I'm like, wow, everyone's so excited. Everyone has someone waiting for them, and I didn't. Um, And also, I I don't know. I think I told you this. But um, I think the first, like, two weeks or so, a a girl that lived on my floor told me that I should drop my orientation. Because, yeah, because she was sitting behind... I guess these sisters in anatomy class and I guess they had like a list of the new members or whatever. Oh, yeah, I remember that like, drama. Yeah, they um, were just like making comments about like new members. And so she was like, yeah, like I would never want to be part of an organization that talks shit about like their new members. And so I remember I was so heartbroken. And I was like, oh my God, like what, what did I get myself into? And so I told our new member coordinator uh, some organizations call it a different position but um basically just someone like um just someone to guide the new members and she was like oh no like i'm so sorry like i don't know it wh- what are you supposed to do when you tell someone like yeah i heard your organizations talk shit about us like wh- what are you supposed to do but then i just decided to stay with it because i also knew like whether it's a sorority or whether it's any other club or or, or organization, they're going to be people that are just mean. And yeah. you just hope that you don't find those people. And apparently I did. Like, we don't I don't know who those girls are. Um, even to this day, I have no clue who those girls were, who, if they were even talking about me, if they're talking about any other new members. Um, yeah. So that was my experience of midnight and like literally the first week. of Yeah. I think for a lot of people it's very stressful and even though you're, you're supposed to be like super happy and stoked about being a sorority it's for everyone it's kind of different so okay I kind of want to talk about how we fell and how it was like being the only Asians or just 
in Greek life or just, you know, minorities in general in Greek life. I know our sorority, our pledge class had a, a decent amount of Asian girls. I think there was like four of us. Um, but as in the whole sorority, there might have been like six or eight or something. Um, but I guess in general, being Asian, we definitely stuck out because we were surrounded by a lot of, you know, white girls. Yeah, I guess our sorority pledge class was... I think in general, our pledge class was probably the most diverse, I, I want to say. Uh, but I definitely know, like, up the hierarchy, the top tier uh, sororities, they definitely lack diversity. Like, I know when you go through recruitment and you see those organizations, they have their look. And I definitely didn't feel like I fit in. They definitely have their one or two, like just to say they're diverse and they're inclusive yeah. but yeah. as a like whole on, they weren't very yeah like on instagram you would see like the occasional like asian girl pop up or the occasional black girl and then that would just be like their token asian or their token black girl because like oh you know we're diverse here and there they can always say like oh we are diverse because we have this like it it just felt like a quota in a sense which is awful to say like you shouldn't treat someone as a quota but um I definitely felt that way when I'm looking at these organizations yeah I mean but I guess in general um I did like in our sorority I sometimes I did feel like I didn't belong or just like in Greek life in general because like you know we were different we weren't you know white but I guess because our I our pledge class was so diverse you know like Ashley and we were, were Asian like my big was Asian so I you know I had friends that I related to and I think as the years went on it kind of got less diverse for sure especially with like Asians because not many girls that were Asian joined in our sorority at least I think the new pledge classes have like one or two and I don't know if that's just because like less minorities are rushing or we are just accepting less I don't really know okay so I feel like we should talk about the pros and the cons of being in a sorority because I know we we've been saying some rough not rough things but we've been you know talking about our initial um experiences and our initial I guess what's the reaction yeah of being in a sorority for the first couple you know days or weeks um but yeah like some pros of being in a sorority um initially is like meeting new people obviously like the first when especially when you're a new member so many girls like reaching out to you and to get food to get um, coffee so it's a great way to like meet people obviously but you also like meet people that you have the same interests so I know like I didn't really know a lot of girls that were my major I kind of you know I had friends that were like engineers and like a different kind of biology but I never had girls in my major but like I met like like for example my big was the same major as me so that was like a good thing to have and like you know Ashley we're both uh biology majors so that was a good thing to like have someone to complain about or like I don't know just give advice to so yeah I think but also like on the opposite side like all of our friends are like science majors however ironically like our littles aren't science majors at all and we would never have met them if it wasn't for the organization that we were part of yeah exactly so you meet people with your own major but you meet people like just like older sisters and they can help you about picking classes but then you meet people that you would normally never meet yeah Um, i always kind of stuck with the people in my year but like because of my gbig like i started talking to like the seniors when i was a sophomore so that was also good yeah i agree also, like, just, like, little things, I guess, like, um, being in a sorority, like, there are connections, and I guess, like, connections in, like, you know, work-related, like, you know, um, applying oh for jobs. Yes, I remember I was applying, remember that one Christmas that I worked, like, two jobs at the mall? Yeah. So, one of the places, I got hired at, I think it was Charlotte Roos, and I ended up not getting, I ended up not accepting the job because I got hired by two other places, but the girl um, that was hiring, she, I think she had a sorority necklace, and I pointed that out. I was like, oh, I'm in Greek life too, and so that was just like something in common yeah. for us to talk about, um, and also a 
one of the alumni members of our organization, she went through the same program that I went through like 20 years ago. So she was a good resource because she went through the same majors, went through the whole like academic side, but she also went through the social side of being part of the same sorority. So that's another good connection. Yeah, also I I mentioned in um, the last episode how I got my research position basically because this girl in my sorority was leaving her position and she posted in our group chat like, oh, anyone, any bio majors like looking for research? So I just hit a, uh, emailed the PI and I got an interview and I didn't have any research experience, but the main reason at the interview, she was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, I was talking so highly of you. Like, I really want you to work here. So that was a good thing. One of, probably one of the most the best things of being in my sorority is because I got that research position but also like with like notes sisters we have like you know note banks and like you just upload your old notes to like different classes and then you can just go on your the google drive and um look at the notes or like even just asking older girls advice because so ironically my big and I we are the same year however I took um we had the same major, but I took classes before she did. I think freshman year, she was in like the three semester chem or something. And I took the two semesters. So I was always a semester ahead of her. So I was able to just like help her pick classes, like what teachers to avoid. I gave her all my old um, notes and stuff. But I think that was a big plus of just having a community of girls. Like people post on the Facebook page all the time. Like, oh, does anyone like, did anyone take this class? Can you help me? Um, anyone have their check account they want to share? <laughs> yeah, they do it all the time. But also, besides like notes and academics, community service is a big part of Greek life. Okay, that was that was also a reason why I picked our organization. Like, I liked our philanthropy, like what we stood for. So personally, that's why I picked our organization. Yeah, like a lot of organizations, they have one. They have one philanthropy, so that's mainly what their community service is about. So a lot of girls you know, have a strong connection with um, And it's their... not just a dumb car wash like in the movies. Like, we actually do stuff. Yeah, so that, it's a good thing to have community service and to put on your resume. As long, like, also a thing to put on your resume, there's so many leadership positions in every sorority, so um, a lot of girls transfer those positions and those skills they acquired um, dur- doing those positions to uh, their jobs or internships. That'd be one thing that I suggest for newer sisters is even though you are a new sister, don't be afraid to apply for a a job or a leadership position because even though you're new, that doesn't mean you can't learn the role. Um, Also, at our school, they did have like a junior panel in it, so it was just like for newer sisters. So I do regret not um, applying to those when I was a sophomore um but also just i know in our organization everyone had a leadership role or you were part of a committee and it was just i think that's just so interesting that like on recruitment on our name tags we were able to talk about our involvement in our organization not just like yeah i'm part of this big thing like you actually have a role so i think we should also talk about the cons of being in a sorority um I guess one of the dues. biggest, okay, yeah, dues is like one of the biggest it's things. So it's expensive. very expensive. For our school, it's not, at, like, it's still expensive, but it's not as expensive as schools in the South or like in a big school like, you know, Michigan or Penn State. Like, And like, we don't even have like the nicest houses. Yeah. Like, we do have Greek, uh, like, our, our, we call it the Greek village or the ville and the houses aren't mansions like some other schools no they're basically like dorms for at yukon but at bigger schools like in the south like alabama schools like that like they have huge houses that you basically have to live in for at least one year so that's why the tuition is so i mean not tuition the dues are so high because you pay for the house you pay usually they have chefs so you pay for like you have a meal yeah, plan you have like a house mom yeah you have a house mom you have a meal plan so and it just in general, like, you know, so- Southern sororities are, like, bigger. So, you you know, the dues are more. So, yeah, that's a huge con. Like, I know I paid my dues for myself. Yeah, I paid for my dues for myself. And your first semester is going to be the most expensive just because you're paying for, like, the one-time fees, like, your initiation fee, like, the national fees. But every year after that is a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, a lot, but, like, not that much, because it's still I mean, expensive. it was like half the amount of our 
new member dues. Okay, yeah, but like, I guess in general, it's so expensive. At the beginning of every semester, we're always complaining. We're like, imagine what I could do with this money. I would have so much more money if I had, still have the money from what I use for the for dues. Like, that's insane. Okay, and that's another thing that I want to touch upon is like, when you join one, you're going to have those people that are going to question you and they're going to give you that attitude of like what like you bought your friends but i would not think of think of being a sorority as buying my friends like i think it just opened more opportunities like like i said you have leadership roles community service but i would not have met Kristen if it wasn't for this and it's not like exactly. i paid Kristen like a hundred dollars to be my friend of course yeah. not yeah we just paid to be in an organization that we happen to you know become friends in I, yeah, I, like, to go along with, like, you know, people judging you. I know a lot of people, like, judge, you, like, certain people, like, based on what sorority you're in. Yeah, even, like, within Greek life, there's still, like, some judgment. Yeah, like, you know, frats will be like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with this sorority because, like, you know, they're lame. Or I'm only going to hang out with this sorority. So I think that's also a con because you think, like, oh, you know, joining Greek life, I'm going to open up so much so many doors to and meet you more will. people. And you will. You will. But you will come across, you know, people not wanting to hang out with certain certain groups of people because they're affiliated affiliated with one sorority or one, you know, they know someone and like, you know, you can know someone and then be like, oh, you know, blah, blah, like, you know, she's weird because she's in that sort like so. I said, I think that's just for like any organization. Like you can say like everyone in the STEM field should like each other, right? But you could find out the engineers hate the bio majors. Like, that's just, I think, as you get more narrower within the organization or something, like, you're just going to have those people that are kind of annoying. Also, I want to really touch upon a big thing for cons is the rules that come along with being in Kristen has a great story. I have a great story. So I guess in general. Our first semester. Yeah, but I guess I want to say in general, like being in a sorority, there comes a lot of rules. Just because, you know, sororities don't want to ruin their image. They're very particular in how people perceive them. And they want to, you know, I guess it's not really fake, but, you know, they want to show like, oh, we're a great group of girls. Like we don't, you know, you know, go out and do crazy things we don't you know they party always say you're wearing your letters meaning you are always a representation of them so if you do something good then you represent the sorority if you do something bad you are representing the sorority and people are gonna know you by oh you were that girl yeah so i think a misrepresentation is at least in the movie it's like oh like they just party all the time like they can do whatever they want that's not the case and another in- thing i don't think people realize I'm not saying you have to be a 4.0 student, but you can't slack off. There is a minimum GPA to be in Greek, but I don't know what that minimum is, but you can't completely slack off. Yeah, there's so one of the rules is you have to maintain a certain GPA or you go on suspension or probation. So that's one rule. I mean, it's a good you know rule. You want to keep yourself accountable. Because also there's there's that little competition of like which sorority is the smartest which sorority has like the highest gpa um you will always know which sorority that is because they harp on it during recruitment um and i think that does say something about greek life like they do promote um academics because you are a student first yes so one of the main i just want to give an example of like one of the rules is you can't post if you're under 21 you cannot post a picture of yourself or with other girls in your sorority or anyone in general with alcohol so you can't have a red solo cup you can't have a beer can you can't you know even you can't and even put a sticker saying, over it may it. not be for every organization or for every school this is just our experience yeah i think in general a lot of sororities at least are implement implementing this rule of you know not posting with alcohol at least if you're not 21 like it, it could be just our sorority or our, you know, campus. Because I think some schools or some organizations, you can put a sticker over it and they're fine. But I know ours, like, remember that time I got in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> Should we? So, someone was holding, like, a water water bottle, right? Or something? I, yeah, I think. And I think I put, I covered it with a sticker and I still got in trouble for it. Yeah, so that's one of the examples. It's just because it looks like we're promoting underage drinking or we're promoting alcohol. We're promoting partying, which, like, you might, think like oh i'm just posting a picture with my friends but to other people they might like i said they might see like oh you're that sorority girl that parties all the time 
So yeah, that's one of the rules. You know, al- anything involving alcohol is really a touchy subject. But I just want to give a really quick story of me, me encountering one of a problem. And when you get like in trouble in a way, like one of one person from exec, the exec board will contact you and be like, you need to take blah, like this Instagram post down. So I just want to give a quick story. <laughs> this happened when I was a new, like a sister. So it was like the spring semester. So the semester sophomore year after being a new member i didn't really know about any of the like i knew you couldn't post a picture of alcohol but i didn't really that, that's really what that's all i thought and i never post anything like that but um if you guys know barstool it's a you know accounts on instagram and they post and like, every school drinking. has their own every school has a different you know account dedicated to the school so um, they post drinking and partying videos or funny girls. pictures, usually girls. And our our school had a smoke show of the week or a smoke show of the day type post. So um, you could submit yourself or your friend can submit someone and nominate them to become smoke show. So I didn't know that my friends submitted myself, like a picture of myself to the Yukon Barstool account. And they submit, I think they submitted it like a couple months before it got posted. So one day I was just like sitting in my room and I get tagged in a Yukon Barstool picture and it's of myself and they're like, oh, smoke show of the day, blah, blah. So I was like, what the heck is happening? I like texted. Everyone was like, hell yeah, Kristen, yeah, like I, good for you. Yeah, everyone was supportive. Like I got a lot of the pictures got like a decent amount of likes and like comments from my friends but I like you know text everyone I was like what is this I don't I'm really confused because I didn't submit a picture like I didn't know who got my who would ever submit me and then finally my one of my friends like oh yeah blah blah submitted you it was like a long time ago like I'm surprised they posted it because it was so long ago so I was like living living it up because I was like oh wow like I'm getting followers it wasn't a bad post it was just a picture of me in a bikini I'm not but I'm not showing like my like my butt I'm not flashing it. It's just me in a regular bikini, like, by the water. And the second picture was just a regular picture of me in, like, a Yukon t-shirt. So it wasn't a bad picture. Like, I wouldn't... Like, I could show the the bikini picture to my mom, and it would be fine. But... So I thought it was a fine post. Like, it was nothing bad. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't, like, flashing anyone or, you know, the camera. So, you know, a couple... I think an hour came by, and I got an email from (laughs) my sorority... And there, it was like a long professional email saying that I had 24 hours to take the post or to get the post taken down or else I will be on like probation and, you know, all these serious things. So I was like, what the heck? What do I do? Texting like my big and my G-big and they're like, no, like you got to keep it up. So it was a whole thing. I eventually, eventually got taken down because my sorority was pretty strict on that. And at that time... I will say there was a lot of other girls and other sorties that were posted on that Barstool account. So I kind of was like, why am I, why is my post getting take, taken down just because like my sorority wants it getting taken? I'm, I didn't post it myself. Stricter. Yeah, there, our sorority was definitely strict. Um, And I didn't submit it myself and it was nothing wild. And I will say, so it, it got taken down, right? And I was pretty upset about it. But I was like, whatever, it's, those are the rules. Literally the day, the next day, that my post was um, posted a pic- a video of a girl in our sorority, like making oh <laughs> it was a bad. She was making out with it was this awful. It was an awful video. video. I, she was making out with this one guy, but the whole context of the video was she was like she was eating his hammered. face, and she was hammered. She was oh eating his God. face, and he was, was not so into sloppy. it. Like he was, his eyes were open. Like he literally was looking at the camera. Was like, help me. Literally, like the caption was like making fun of the girl. Yeah, like they're like, wow, well, like. Because she was like all into it, and he was not into it. So everyone in the ca- in the comments are making fun of fun her. Of this girl, and it was a girl clearly in our sorority, and people were tagging her in the comments. And she was like, I think she posted on her Finsta like, "Oh, living it up!" Like she was actually kind of proud of being on that account. But because she was never I tagged, totally forgot about yeah, that. She was never tagged. Like Barstool never tagged her because obviously, like she didn't submit it, and she. So they don't know who it was, but like everyone obviously could see her face. And obviously, like I'm pretty sure the exec saw that video, but they didn't ask her to take it down. It's still up there to this day. That one just so like the reason, the whole point of why we weren't allowed to be on Barstool was just because we're promoting like kind of like sexist behavior and like just like it's just not a good image. However, that other sister just also represented us as being the sloppy girls of the party yeah which i think is even worse than kristen's who looks gorgeous just like in a normal picture if anything i'd rather promote kristen's than the other one 
Yeah, I was just like kind of upset because my post got taken down, but hers didn't. She was being like, you know, they're, they're the whole point of these rules, like, oh, we, you know, we don't want to like look sloppy. We don't want to look unprofessional. Yeah, she's here like in a video. And then we don't know, maybe she tried to get taken down, but I know that she posted on her Finsta like she was happy. Like she was like kind of like, oh, look at me on Barcelona. Also, there were, I think like a year after that or something, they, I don't know whether it was like Christmas or Halloween or something, and Barstool posted just like pictures of Halloween outfits, and a girl on our exec oh my God, got yes. tagged, but it was in a carousel, so she wasn't in the first picture, but she didn't get in trouble. I was like, you're on exec. Yeah, no, two girls. How did you not get in trouble? Two girls, you know, you know the girls we're talking about, were like dressed up, like this, they were like cut beer pong cups oh yeah yes yes and they, they were both on, on exact well one of them was on exact one, one of them, them was, was on exact one of the other ones is on exact now this year but they were in like um there's like multiple pictures in the post so they were like in the middle in a carousel yeah. yeah so they weren't tagged obviously but i was pissed i was like wow just because kristen had one dedicated photo and her photo was good and they are what promoting beer pong like, yeah they're just a why did they get in trouble beer pong cups like that's because they're on exec exactly so you know it's, it was very annoying um so those are just kind of like the rules of being in a sorority yeah, and and those, are kinda, those are dumb superficial rules like that's just for our own ego like it's not that big of a deal um kristen got more follows she got more likes like (laughs) it's fine (laughs) yeah okay i kind of want to move on and talk about partying the fun stuff of being (laughs) kind of fun even though we've been talking for a very long time but yeah let's talk about like partying and i guess because we're talking about being a sorority like the before like partying before we're in a sorority and like after Um, and you want to talk about partying i don't i know that you had a rough freshman so experience. my thing about freshman year was like yes there were a lot of parties however the people that i hung out with no one was affiliated so it was very hard to go to a frat party because we didn't know anyone um that was our biggest thing we just like we didn't have the connections like not that whether we didn't have the connections because none of us were in a sorority and none of our friends were so i think that was my biggest problem but i don't know for Kristen, like yeah so for me like I yeah so I well I think for me when I for freshman year I went out a lot to parties with my friends and we were I was mostly friends with unaffiliated girls I think we found about found out about parties from you know my friends friends who were in a sorority and that kind of helped but like terms of like getting into the party like you didn't need to be in a sorority you didn't need to be so our school you had to have like lists and like be on a list to get into like certain parties and this wasn't really prominent freshman year like i i wasn't affiliated so freshman year i could just like find out about party and then go and then like no problem i think the hardest part is just finding out about the party and obviously like if you know the brother or you like know a sister like it's just easier that way but if you're unaffiliated you kind of hear about it like the next like the day of and at that point like the party may be busy may be full may not be i also want to say that with yukon there weren't any like greek housing on like so we had on-campus housing but obviously you can't have parties like it was like a dorm type situation so no parties were on campus and I know a lot of schools, they have like frat row, they have Greek row where all the frat houses are on one street of, of, um, you know, kind of off campus. So every, like, I mean, you know, to find a party. That. Yeah. But to find a party, you would just go to the frat house. And then you, if they had a party, they, you know, you can go and you can see like who's having a party with Yukon. You cannot go to one frat house because there are multiple frat houses. They, some frats had three yeah. houses all across camp, out off campus, like super far away. So you needed to know which like if you've heard like oh xyz is having a party but which but then you're like okay i know that they're, they're having a party but which house is it at so you need to needed to have some way of finding which house and then you know the address and then brothers also just like didn't really want to give the address because our i think yukon's biggest problem was that there's just so many people going into one like tiny house and so that was like kind of a safety hazard and that was the whole start of having lists is because if they ever got shut down they can tell the officer like oh we only had this amount of people here yeah and like with like yukon police was very strict of like finding the parties and shutting it down so i think they didn't want to give out their address because they didn't want 
you'd Uber there and then like a police car to like because police oh, the police yeah. would we follow were, Ubers Uber there. yeah and yeah. then and then shut down a party and we know that's not like this like gonna be the same situation it's probably not similar to any school honestly but like this is no, you know you can't experience. We- yeah, our schools just kind of get rid of Greek to be perfectly honest. Yeah, so with, I guess, partying, it kind of got harder to go to frat parties as the years went on because it got, because like, the, the police got stricter. So, you know, they would they would have lists and you had to be on the list. And, like, being a sorority, for, I just want to say, like, being a sorority, you usually get to be on a list. And usually frats will invite First. most of the sororities. Uh, not the top tier frats would uh, like sometimes not invite like the lower tier sororities but in general if you were in a sorority then you had priority to be on these lists for the parties and then the brothers obviously if they had friends like guy friends or like girlfriends that weren't affiliated they can just put their name on the list you just have to know someone and just like being in a sorority definitely helped us because i'm not saying like we knew a one brother in every house because we didn't the only reason why we were able to go to like this party or that party is just because we were affiliated and they put out like an invite to our sort but like there were like this one particular frat like our friend was dating a guy so we were we were always welcomed at that house yeah um i think a big part of like being in a sorority and like partying is um getting invited to a frat date night or a frat formal oh it's so glamorous <laughs> it's but it's very like when you're a freshman when you're sophomore like even when you're a junior you're like oh my god i really want to go to a formal because you know you see you know consorties in general have formals like their sorority holds a formal but i think it becomes even more glam glamorous when you're invited to a frat formal and you get to dress up two times two times and you know um, you can I go also with your friends. just want to i just want to explain that like a semi is kind of like homecoming and then formals just like prom like it's literally just like prom all over again um and not every school but at least from our school frat formals usually were like two days and it was usually off campus somewhere you stayed somewhere overnight but sorority ones are usually just like a one night thing like at a hotel or something yeah like a ballroom and yeah semis you usually wear short you know clubby or like yeah homecoming dress not home like yeah but like shorter dresses and then formals not all schools for this do this but formals are like you know long dress like prom type things i mean you can wear whatever you want but if it's just like an easier analogy for you like if you think of it in a high school sense but yeah i remember i was so naive like sophomore year i was like oh i want to go to like every like i want to be able to go to every frats like formal like i was so naive i thought it was so easy i mean it can be easy if you are a very outgoing person and you yeah. make friends with everyone um it's not that hard however if you listen to episode one like me and kristen are very like introverted people like we don't really talk to other people <laughs> um, especially boys um yeah and yeah I mean, so like it's not hard per se but also like you have to be very outgoing if you want to go to every yes frat but yeah so i want to talk about like especially our first year being in a sorority we were kind of obsessed oh my god yes Kristen and our other best friend um really really tried their hardest to go to this one frat um, okay so I will give some backstory this one frat we heard was having their formal on a yacht or like a boat so we're like wow that sounds really cool to have to be in a boat in like in the middle like you know in Boston and we we just like joke like yeah we're gonna this we're gonna the, this nest. was the same night as our sorority formal oh, yeah. too so they had to pick <laughs> yeah so like, well, our I didn't, sorority one did we know that it was the same day or not I think we found out later I think we did I think well first I because, like because about I it. didn't I didn't push it because I was talking to that kid you wanted to go to your form yeah you wanted to go to our formal so I didn't really push it because I knew like. I was already talking to a guy, so I was going to bring him to my formal anyway. So, like, that's why I didn't really try to go with Kristen, our other best friend. And, like, I had my big and my G-Big. Like, I was really close to my sorority family, so I wanted to... And my G-Big was graduating, so I really wanted to go to my formal. Um, But Kristen and our best friend, like, had other plans, other yeah. priorities. Well, at first it was just a joke. Like, me and my... It was definitely just a our joke friend to was get just on like, the boat. Yeah, like, let's, you know, try again. Every like, let's weekend, finesse. it was... We ha- we went to this particular 
frat house every single weekend because they needed to get on this damn boat like you do not oh my god you don't understand so i mean okay yeah we would yeah in the beginning it was a joke you know but then it was like oh shit like we should like because we started talking to a couple guys in the frat and then we're like wow like maybe we could actually you know convince them to invite us to their formal and then you know as you know we kept going out and like meeting people and meeting these guys we're like wow like we could do it we could do it and we like made it our goal they pr- set their eyes on these two guys well this one guy picked Kristen, and then our best like, friend wow. just had to had to deal with the other best had to deal with the guy's friend yeah so basically like i i really didn't i'm not a person to like go up to a guy and just like start talking to him and like i it's, it's just not me but like this one guy that, ha- that happened to be in that frat like you know, liked me. And I was like, okay, well, if he likes me, then I have to set up my other friend with someone else. So I like kind of like finesse Oof. something. We won't go into detail. Our, fr- but our friend, she she did a... She took just, one she for the a team. a very generous person. Yes. She, yes, she did. She took, she took one just to get on that boat. <laughs> Let's just say that. But yeah, in the end, we ended up getting there. Yes, I remember the night, I think well it was that night i don't know if the you guys went to a, went to that party and i remember texting the group chat that was the last night to decide if who's gonna sign up for our sorority formal like you had to like put your name on the list that yes you were going so that was the deadline and i remember texting you guys or you guys responding in the group chat like the deed is done <laughs> <laughs> like we both got your name so we had you this didn't deadline. need to put your name on our sorority list because you were able to get on the other one. Yeah, so I guess, I just want to clarify, our sorority formal was on the same night as the frat formal going on the boat. So we we were trying, like, we had a deadline for the sorority to put your name and your date and, like, your birthday and, like, on a dock. And Ashley was like, let me know if I need to put your name on the dock mm-hmm. or I need to take it off. So we had, you I know, this one night. Off. And it was one night to seal a deal. Like, we, me and my friend really were pushing it. Like, <laughs> oh. it was, we had, like, a week. I think it was, like, a week and a half or two Kristen weeks until the... ended up getting into a fight with this man. Okay, I won't go into it, but... You got into a fight. You're like, are you bringing me to your formal okay, yeah. or not? I, okay, so... Ladies, if you want to be direct, that is the most direct yeah, it could possibly basically. be. Because the guys had, like, two weeks, two weeks until their formal, and they didn't have to put in their date for a while or like a week or yes, so yes I, I think sororities are also more organized yeah. like boys they can like wait till literally like two days before their formal they're like yeah i'm bringing a date but like yeah. sororities are very um very organized very strict and they want to know a head count yeah so it was like last minute and ashley was like you know text text me please if I need to take your name off or uh, like put it back on. Yeah. So, you know, it was like midnight when it, the dock closed. And I remember Skylar. you texted at like one in the morning. Yeah, Skylar texted the group before. She was like, put our names on. Because <laughs> it was not going well. The night was not going well. We had a, we had a social with this one. Ironically, we Maybe? had a social with this one frat. Yeah. How ironic is that? <laughs> How helpful oh. was that? So, me and Skylar had to go and like finesse. But yeah, so... It was like midnight, and this guy was like, put our names on, on the list. Like, we're going to our, you know, we're going to our sorority. We failed, blah, blah. So Ashley dumps <laughs> our name on the list. I think like 1 a.m. I don't remember Ooh, this. 1 a.m. So it was like 1 a.m. I texted our friend, and I was like, God, like, the deed is done. <laughs> like, he asked, he asked, okay, quote, asked me, or I forced myself. I forced myself for him to ask me or to agree that I'm going. And then, and then I think she, like, you know, 10, 20, I don't really know. Remember when she was like, yeah, like, me too or something. So, yeah, we got on <laughs> to this boat. It was a great time. Um, was it worth it? Yeah. To say that I went. I think it was, it was I think fun. It was, it was definitely better than our sorority um, formal. But like I said, like, I had a boyfriend. I had my, like, other friends there, too. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't know if Kristen and Skylar would have a fun time at our sorority one. Yeah, we definitely knowing had a that better they, time. Knowing that they could have, yeah, knowing that they could have had a better time on the boat. Oh, well, I was, I quickly want to say, like, how Ashley's saying, like, oh, we would have had a better time on the boat than, like, at the sorority formal. It's because, I don't know if it's like this for every sorority, but our sorority had really strict rules on Under how drinking. drunk, yeah, how drunk you could be at this, um, the formal and how, like, who can drink, 
So you basically had to be 21 to drink physically at the formal. But obviously, girls pregame pre-game before formal. So. Oh, and no, no, no. Even um, we had like a sober hour. So even if you pregame, we had to go to the house an hour before in order to sober up. So yeah, that they, was, they disguised I don't, I don't that, though. That's, yeah, I don't know if that's for every organization. But I know for our organization, it was very hard for an underage girl to actually be drunk. Not that people were. I think like, it was just I our organization. Yeah, like I could ask an older sister and she'd buy me a drink, no big deal. Because they were just but scared was, about yeah, girls like being really like drunk and trashy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if it's just like a safety hazard if she drinks too much. Um, so you had to hide. If you wanted to bring nips, you had to hide it. Even if I think even if you were 21, you weren't allowed to bring nips. No, in. you had to only drink like at the bar. They check. They would check our purses. They would. They would check us all. And they so they check your why, IDs to see if you're 21 or not. Yes, they check your ID to make sure like you're not bringing a fake one. That's why on the dock to sign up, um, they ask for your birthday to know if you're 21. Um, and they would give you like wristbands and everything. So at least our organization was very strict on underage drinking. So I don't. I think I was. I think I was drunk, but I wasn't that drunk at all. Like, I definitely sobered up by, like, dinner. Okay, well, I think we're running out of time. But if anyone wants to hear how me and my friend finessed getting to this frat formal, then, yeah, let us know. And I maybe truly finesse. Yeah, to the truly last finesse. Second. We were struggling in the beginning. It, it's not as easy as one would think because we, you know, we just met these two frat guys so it was very very hard and they were yeah it was not easy but yeah we can talk make a whole episode or a little little segment about it but yeah that's another episode down i think it's getting easier we've talked for so long this episode oh my god this one is so much longer than the first one and the first one was already long i think you're definitely gonna be excited for next week's episode um this is um, a topic that i love to talk about and it's about being the other woman so we're (laughs) actually gonna split this into two parts so uh next week is about um someone else and then uh, episode four will be my own personal experience yeah, next week's episode, or next episode, I will say, is going to be about a really close friend of mine. Like, really close. Yeah, well, we'll go into that next next time. But, be, yeah, she she was the other woman, and I you know I was there for <laughs> the, the whole time. So I could, you know, I could really testify and, like, talk about this story because I was basically there the whole I was practically there, like, yeah. through, through um, technology, I was there. So thank you for listening to episode two and you don't want to miss next week's episode. Yeah, talk to you guys later and don't forget to send nudes.